lot more to that. Uh, This is Dan with the Bullshit Podcast. And uh, with his fucking mouthful, apparently. (laughs) Fool your dick. Well, to be fair, to be fair, that song is six minutes long, and he probably went and made a sandwich. No, Uh, I I was making burgers when the dog decided just out of nowhere that she had to pee and then completely forgot that I had buns in the broiler. So I'm sure this oven would be much better if they weren't on burnt buns. So, yeah. Yeah, I have to out better. Me and the broiler have a history. (laughs) That doesn't surprise (laughs) me, Doug. A little charcoal's good for your detoxing and chakras. That's that's what I figured. Yeah, exactly. It's good for me. Yeah, it's all good. It's fine. It'll be fine. Those little rolls that you're supposed to brown and then serve with dinner, little dinner roll things that, you know, the top of them isn't quite browned up yet. You buy them from the store, you bring them home, you throw them in the, in the oven, put it on broil for like a minute and they're like good to go. <laughs> and completely Man, forget about them. I forget about them for about three that. to five. Yeah. I forget about them for three to five minutes every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a minute. Not only did you waste a an, an entire pack of rolls, but probably a stick of butter too, because of the South. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, see, you know, there's a ADHD minutes are just different than normal people minutes. It's like going yes. into space. Time moves at a different speed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, you're over there. All of a sudden, you're. You know, you put some rolls in the oven, and then you decide you got to rebuild a carburetor on the fucking uh, lawnmower. And like, yeah, I found this thing on Reddit. So, I wonder what that's about. Let me open yeah. up two more tabs and see what this is all about. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I was sharpening my knife the other day. Exactly. And then I cured cancer. Loaded the dishwasher. Forgot the cure to cancer. Yeah. Got that around here somewhere. Yeah, that's fine. It's right next to the um, 13 hobbies that I picked up last week. <laughs> 13 Reasons Why. I never watched that. Was it any good? I don't know. I can only give you one reason why I didn't watch it. But um bumps. Oh, wait. I got you. Uh-huh. There, there we, we go. go. Woohoo! Thanks, Big Remshot. Here don't. we uh, here at the Bullshit Podcast, we support Big Rim Shot. Don't call it that. Stop calling it Big Rim Shot. <laughs> How about Rim Job? Dude, I don't it, like it, no, no. Big Rim Shot already sounds dirty enough. We're not calling it Rim Job. <laughs> big shot in the rim. Got it. Well, I mean, if 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 Rim Shot, Big Rim Shot, was a thing, and you worked for them, technically, anything you were doing. Would be a rim job. That is true. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. <laughs> Big facts. <laughs> it sounds so much more intelligent when you say it with your mouth full of burger. <laughs> you said, Why do you think I do it, Doug? <laughs> because it's not realistically making any difference. <laughs> Listen. So, anyways, speaking of charcoal, do you know why Ryan Dunn and uh, or what Ryan Dunn and Dale Earnhardt had in common? No. Yeah, their career came to a crashing halt. (laughs) (laughs) Get it? Because I was going back to the charcoal and ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. If you if you would have been eating a burger when you said that, it would have been a hell of a lot funnier. Just saying. I was boofing one, but close enough. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, chewing's too hard. Yeah, just IV inject burgers into me. Reverse digestion. Yeah, stick it up my ass and it comes out my mouth. The Kavana uh, digestive system. The what? Huh? You're boofing? I don't yeah. know. Google it. I don't want to know what boofing is, Adam. I do. 
Okay. Then what's the problem? I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I can work with that. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't like it. Does anybody? Somebody. I'm sure somebody likes boofing a burger, the boof burger. Special. Somebody's fucking done it. Someone somewhere has fucking done it. I guarantee it. Bob's Burger Boofing. I think it was a show on Fox or something. I think you're right. Yeah, it came on after Family Guy or something. So, speaking of Family Guy, actually, it has nothing to do with Family Guy, but I didn't have a good segue. Everyone um, loves him. The uh, <laughs> state of Colorado, Colorado, managed to um, kick Trump off of the ballot primary. Right. And I was reading today that Maine just did the same thing. So personally, I don't like it. And anyone who knows me knows that I'm not a Trump fan. I think the dude is just an epic flaming pile of shit. But I think that it's a a, a weird and dangerous precedent that when you start like between that and, and in Florida, they like canceled the Democratic primaries. So it's like, congratulations, you get to vote for Biden. Um, I really think that some of these states realize that Biden has, has one, just done a shit job, and two, is possibly brain dead at this point. Um, and that if Trump runs, he has a very serious chance of winning again. And I think, I think some of these states are doing everything they can um, to keep that from happening. And that's... Again, I don't like Trump, but I don't like this kind of shenaniganry to to keep people off ballots and shit. Like, just put it out there and whoever people vote for, fucking let it go. I mean, if they vote for Trump and they put him in again, it is what it is, you know? You're falling for like the it. cat. You're falling for the cat toy. Hmm? You're falling for the distraction. That's all it is. Because what are they distracting me from? Well, here's the thing. Do you remember the fact that Trump got up for impeachment twice? You remember that um, part, right? No, not really. I didn't know. I mean, it never happened, so. I mean, I remember it. Nothing yeah. came of it, but I remember it. Yeah, I, right. don't, I honestly don't remember. I don't, I seriously, that's how little I pay to, attention that I pay to fucking politics. Right. And this is why I'm pointing these things out so we can have a well-constructed constructed argument. Uh, would what, have you have you listened to this show before, Doug? But hey, if you want to take us guys, in a different direction, I'm okay with guys, it. Guys, have you ever seen the movie Barbarian before? I watched it the other day and it was like, it was really good. So anyway, Doug, you were saying? <laughs> Go back to charcoal. <laughs> Wasn't Barbarian up for a few Academy Awards? It was pretty good. I so minimum. Anyway, no, I, I wasn't actually trying to derail the conversation. Was, Barbarian Brothers. That's the one you got to watch. Yeah, get railed. Mm-hmm. Mark, come on, Doug, finish your sentence. Jesus Christ! Oh, he, so Trump was impeached, right? No, was he? Yeah, he was. Nice. He was. Well, being impeached just means. That you got, you know, it was brought to the floor of the House and there was a successful vote that gets it over to the Senate. That is impeachment. Okay, I do actually remember that. Yeah. The second part of impeachment is if a two thirds majority or 66 percent or, you know, since it's a nice round number, 66 senators vote. Uh, to remove someone from office, then they can be removed from office. Uh, it wound up being 57 senators that mm-hmm. voted to remove him from office. Uh, seven Republicans crossed over. Mm-hmm. And what they charged him with is they charged him under the 14th Amendment, Article 3, which mm-hmm. is what everybody is going through and removing or you know not everybody is removing him over now but that's what the that's what they're using yeah that that that's what they're using but the interesting part 
about that is one of the guys that is sitting on the Supreme Court currently, Neil Gorsuch. Um, he had a case that was uh, somewhere in the West. I think it was around Colorado. It may have specifically been Colorado, but there was someone who was on a ballot for an office that was ineligible. So Neil Gorsuch uh, had a case that came before him <clears throat> that he wrote an opinion that was basically stating that if someone is ineligible, they should be removed from the ballot. Now, mm-hmm. I, I realize this is a, you know, they're, they're treading a fine line there. But there, there is some logic to it. There is logic behind it. But more than anything, all it does is it stirs up the Fox News people, which, you know, the Fox News people, and, well, uh, as well as many other news organizations, it's not necessarily unique to just them. You know, they, they, they narrow it down to that kindergartner 10 to 15 second soundbite and then start saying things about, you know, like taking away your choices and the whole nine yards. But they are but, this time. Like, you know what I mean? The, the difference being is that in the past, like going through the, the rigmarole of, of um, impeachment and all that and it not coming to anything, I would agree with you, was probably more of a dog and pony show. But when you do start taking people off the ballots, right, then you have effectively removed that choice from them. And they are using the whole, uh, I think it's article 14, uh, the, the, that because of the insurrection, January 6th, which I do think was Trump's, it, it, that's a tricky one for me, right? Because it's he didn't. for me, because here's, here's the whole thing about that. And you're, you're going to get down to semantics in Trump's I do basic- like semantics. Trump's basic arguments are, I can do anything I fucking want. That's all they boil down to. (laughs) Yeah, he he was, was, yeah, you know. Right, you know, so you've got a guy that we already know from the Georgia court case uh, with everybody who is involved in him with that. Now Mm -hmm. there's things coming up about him calling Michigan and mm-hmm. doing the same crap. Yeah. And that and- stuff I, I, I agree with and believe absolutely that he's like culpable in that. But to me, like with January 6th, unless you say, unless you can show me something where he emailed or told people go down there and storm the building. Right. Did he say stupid shit? Did he, did he say shit that probably was alluding to that? Yeah, I think so. But I'm a firm believer in the court system and I'm a firm believer in innocent until proven guilty. And I think that, I mean, we've all seen shit and be like, this motherfucker guilty, right? But like the state would have, and I don't mean Trump, I mean, just like in general where you're like, this motherfucker's guilty, but the state or whoever that's going after him, they just, they don't have much. I mean, fuck, Al Capone lived his whole life that way. And I just don't think that, I don't think that they have enough on him to bla- to to prove, not blame, but prove that he had anything to do with January 6th. And from what I understand, that's that's what the event that they are using to take him off ballots. Is that correct or is that how you understand it? That's part of it. Uh there there are things coming from multiple angles. Mhm. Um, you've got the thing with classified documents. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, but where, got, but where does that? But how does that break, like the you know, like the Constitution or or you know, like like if he's is he if he's found guilty of like that? I don't believe he was ever charged with a crime for that one, right? It got all muddy like the fucking. Uh, let me email let server. me ask you let me ask you a question mm-hmm. uh, because disclosing classified information, especially uh, depending upon who you're uh, showing this classified information mm-hmm. to, it mm-hmm. can legally count as treason. Treason. You, yeah. You, but he's, you, but he, it can, but it hasn't been like he's has, he hasn't been uh, found I, guilty of treason. All I'm trying to do see you're, you're already backing up and you're trying to defend. All no. I'm trying to do 
is establish what is your baseline for him not being eligible to run for office. I think courts need to find him guilty of something that qualifies, right? Right. And that's what I want to see. His entire strategy right now is based on trying to run out the damn clock. And everybody in and their brother sees it coming. And I don't, and I'm not even, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not, and again, I'm not disagreeing that he's skeezy. That's not what I'm, I'm I'm not defending him. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that I think it's a scary precedent if, unless they come in and, and even the Georgia thing, like if they came in and they said, okay, he's fucking guilty. We find him guilty. The end. Then to me, that would be enough that you could say, okay, well, he was found guilty of a crime. That is, you know, more than a, a speeding ticket, right? So, sorry, brother, you're off the ballot, man. You know, that, that doesn't count. But as of right now, I don't know that he's been found guilty of anything. That's my point. It's really more about the the due process and, and the system. And I do agree with you. I think he's trying to run out the clock, right? Get elected before he's, anything He's happens. trying really hard. And you've got a guy that... When he was going up against Hillary in 2016, he was, you know, he fucked up and won. But he was was already saying, and and it's like, he fucked up and won. Uh, You know, you can slice it any way you want to. But if you go back and you review the footage of them prior to the election... They would. They asked both of the candidates, "Will you accept the results of the election?" Mm-hmm. What he said practically every time was, "We'll have to see." I'm, you know, it, it, and it was basically he was telegraphing then, all the way back in 2016, that he really didn't give a shit what the people said. He just wanted to be in office. But and again, but but you're now you're fu- drifting off. You're, you're no, kind of drifting I, off from it, the point. I'm I, I'm bringing it home. But so he already did that in 2016. Then he turns around and he goes in in 2020 before the election even happens. He because he can see that he you know he can read polls and the polls mm-hmm. are saying that Democrats are largely going to vote by mail. So what did he turn around and do? He was talking about how all this election fraud was going to happen by mail. Mm-hmm. And his basic number one dumbass, you know, and th- there are dumb strategies that work. You know, his basic number one dumbass thing that he does is whatever in the fuck he's accusing the other side of, he's actively doing. Well, that's that's politics, business, divorce, <laughs> you know. Yes. But, but the point is, is none of that, and I don't disagree with anything you said. Again, I think the dude's skeezy as fuck, right? But none of that is a, none of that has been proven or, or not proven, but none of, none of that has been um, like quantified by a court of law, making him, you know, making him guilty or finding him guilty of anything that should have been valid to use to kick him off ballots. Right. And again, I don't disagree with anything you just said. I agree with all of it. He's a skeezy fucker, but my, again, I just go back to the point that this time it's Trump next time. It's, you know, just, it, it, it becomes a circus, right. And, and it goes back to like the days of and Rome. That's and that's the what, argument you know. they're trotting out right now. The, the Republican side in particular, and I have been a Republican. <laughs> I'm no, same. I, I, no, I but, voted you know, for I voted for Bush Senior. I think it was was like the first time I voted, and I voted for Bush Senior. I'm mm-hmm. not a I'm not a huge fan of a lot of Democrat politics. Um, I'm I don't not a fan of a lot of politicians. Polit- politicians, right? That's and that's where it's gotten. Like I'm 48, so I've been I've been voting for 30 years, and over that 30 years, I have seen the 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 radicalization 
of both parties. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's really kind of terrifying if you look at it. And I think like, I I think I sent something to Adam the other day about, you know, anybody else out there just smart enough that you can see what's going on and it pisses you off. And that's where I feel like I'm not, I'm not arrogant. I'm not like, Oh, I'm smarter than everybody. But I do think I'm smarter. I think I'm in the top percentile because it just seems like people don't see things. They either ignore things, but more importantly, they forget things. It's like human beings in mass have the shortest fucking attention span. And if you can't think back, politics is always Sorry, easy. What? Huh? <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I'm on the podcast. Um, politics are skeezy in general, but it's become so radicalized and, and, you know, it doesn't matter how fucking horrible I am. At least I'm not the other guy. Right. And it's like, fuck, that's what I have to vote on now is, is the least shit skeezy fucking person. But yeah, I've, I voted Republican. I vote Republican. Well, not, yeah, I guess Republican. It, It really depends on if I agree with what you're trying to do. Like if, if, like local government, you know, I vote kind of all over the fucking place because, you know, uh, if I, if I read something that you did or didn't do or whatever, I go, Hmm. Yeah. I can respect that and vote this guy in. Um, who is the guy? Who's the guy with the fucking eye patch? I can't think of his name. Oh, you know the dude from about? Texas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, former military, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's done Pete some shit. Davidson like- was making yeah. fun of him for, what, for <laughs> yes. being like a bad guy in a porn movie or something. Yeah. But, I mean, it's like he's he, he, uh, he's actually an Dan all right Crenshaw. guy. Yeah. Cren- what is it? Crenshaw? Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He's done some shit like when I was reading some of the stuff that he, you know, signed off on. I liked some of it. I didn't like some of it. You know, I mean, like w- with the conservative side, my big thing is like abortion rights. Dude. I, I'm pro-choice because I'm anti-government or I'm, I'm for small government. And I just don't think the government has the right to tell people what they can do with their bodies. You know, well, that tells you that conservatives, the, as they exist today, aren't really conservatives. Right. Because they're, because they, exactly, because they're, they're allowing government to get into something that they have no fucking business getting into. If you don't want to get an abortion, if you think abortion is wrong, if you think you're going to go to hell for it, I have a tip. Don't get an abortion. But it's that fucking simple. And if you think that, if you believe in God and you believe that all that shit's real and that someone is going to go to hell for having an abortion, well, God will fucking take care of it. <laughs> well, let me, get, let me give you a Richard Nixon argument. Richard Nixon. Give me your uh, dick argument. Yeah, we'll give you my dick dick argument. Dick Nixon. Uh, Dixon. They put, you know, they put out the the whole drug schedule classification Uh thing and then put drugs on it on schedule one Mm -hmm. just so they could use the DEA to get into communities and get into groups where they wanted to be in. The mm-hmm. Republican Party right now is doing the same thing with abortion because it's Fair. not really about anybody's rights or anything right. else. It's about fucking with the other side. That's, That's all fair. it is. They yeah, want in it and they want to screw with those groups. Yep. But it's yep. That's absolutely fair. You know, there there are various people in politics, not exclusive to any one party that they're about two steps away from petting a fluffy white cat. I mean, there's serious. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time, sir. That, that, you know, that we've got. And yeah. right now, it, it, that's the thing. See, my philosophy is kind of, I'm sort of a, if you could take me back to like 94, I would be considered a liberal Republican. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, everybody's cool. You don't fuck with them. You don't fuck with them. Let's not do bullshit just because somebody's whatever. But yeah. just, to piss <laughs> off the other, just to piss off the other side. If that's if whole, it, My whole the, thing with the whole pro-life bullshit is 
I wouldn't be so upset with it if it was more consistent. It's like, that's the kind of, as anecdotal, but the kind of people that I grew up around was, oh, we gotta save every baby's life. But fuck that minority person over there that stole a pack of uh, Slim Jims at the gas station. Yeah, death row yeah. for that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, as soon as they're born, fuck them. Well, and that's like right. I said, that's that's mm-hmm. anecdotal, but no, that but is it's a, it is. But I I think we all agree with you. <laughs> it, then Dude. you have the thing like the recent court case in Texas, where you've got a woman who was trying, you know, trying to go through the state correctly. She, you know, she's got a pregnancy. Uh, she's already received a terminal diagnosis, you know, which is, I, I don't think any, you know, anybody who's a parent or has ever been a parent or she had, if you're even just close to people, I mean, like, you know, if you're sitting there, you're, you're, and they're going to their doctor visits and the whole nine yards, you know, they're obviously invested in it. When you get a terminal diagnosis, that's, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's practically as, you know, as bad, if not worse than a miscarriage. And I know I'm a dude and I've got a cock and balls and I don't have a thing in that fight. But if I had a part in making that kid, and I'm just coming at it from that viewpoint, if I had a part in making that kid and we got a terminal diagnosis, to where as soon as that baby's born, it, it, it's it, short life is going to be nothing but torture and there's no hope for it. That is cruel to me. So they take yeah. this, they, they take it to the court because, you know, supposedly there's a list of exceptions, but every time they build in the, you know, make these anti-abortion law, and they build in the exceptions. They always make the exceptions very vague, which basically means there are no fucking exceptions. Yeah, and to and to Adam's point, you know, I know a lot of quote unquote conservatives that are pro life. You know, no can't can't abort any children. But then when you then they want to get rid of WIC and welfare. You know, hey, put yourself up by your bootstraps, and it's like okay, so we're gonna let this, uh, you know, nineteen year old girl who, you know, she fucked up. Okay. She fucked up and she created a child. She created a human being. And that's, it's a big fuck up, but Hey man, it happens. But now you're saying, uh, you know, we shouldn't give her any welfare. We shouldn't help her with college. We shouldn't help her with daycare or anything like that. So how much do you really care about that baby? Like how much do you really care about that child now? So really, I think that goes back and it, it, um, strengthens. Look, Dan, just just pull yourself up by the bush. Just pull your pro- Just just stop being depressed. Stop being depressed. Be a baby. Yeah, you know, stop it. Quit. Stop it. Just get a job. Get a, <laughs> yeah, just get a job and an education. But I think it reinforces what Doug said: is that it's not really about whether or not you care about all these babies. It's that um, you're you're crowbarring into the other side, you're crowbarring into the liberals that, that believe in, in choice. So you're pissing them off and you're um, pandering to the, the white Anglo-Saxon fucking Protestant, the wasp, <laughs> you know, to the Christian community. Oh, you know, abortion's bad. Fuck them once they're born. But up until that's then, kinda, that's kind of what I was getting at with, you know, be consistent is you're worried about unborn fetuses, but that's really about the extent of it. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah. Anything after they're born? Eh, fuck them. Pull yeah. yourself up by the bootstraps. You're yeah. good. And same with, I mean, just adults. There's a lot of adults out there. You know, I, I look at the homeless population and look, there's, there's, especially out here in Colorado, there's a ton of homeless that are just fucking annoying. They just, they come out here to find themselves you know, and smoke weed and go into the mountains, whatever. Great for them. I'm not giving you any money. Um, but there are some that are truly have mental health issues. And I remember a couple of years ago when I had my little meltdown, I was at the McDonald's and this guy uh, went past with the grocery cart, you know, like your, your stereotypical homeless guy. And he's just muttering to his fucking self, dude. 
and I can barely hear what he's saying, but it's just insanity. And I remember looking at this dude going, at least I'm not there yet. You know, like I'm there's still I'm, plenty I'm of time. Did, did you just give it time? Is that what you said? <laughs> no, I said, yeah, there's still plenty of time. You can get there. If yeah. You practice, Dan. Practice. Mind to it. Yeah. I know and, I, <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, there are people out there that I think I've told you guys, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on the podcast, but um, years ago in Columbus, Ohio, I asked a guy, we were talking about, he came up and won five bucks. I gave him five bucks, but it's because I wanted to talk to him. And hey, how did you wind up homeless? You know, blah, blah, blah. Some bullshit story. And he's talking about being cold and everything. And I was like, well, I said, man, for what it's worth, you know, I was naive. And I was like, hey, man, you know, for what it's worth, there's a church down here. Um, you know, and they'll help you out again. I'm not a religious man, but I will respect churches for, for doing that kind of stuff, getting food out into the homeless communities and stuff. And the guy gets, he scrunches up his face and he's like, man, fuck that. He's like, man, them motherfuckers, you gotta, you gotta be in by 10 o'clock. Uh, you can't drink. Um, you gotta go to like services and stuff. And it was at that moment. And this was after I had been homeless for a while and lived in a, in an old Ford EXP and was really, really cold to the point I asked God to kill me. Um, how many I thought HP? to myself, huh? How many HP did you have? How many? Because of the seventy-three. Because yeah, of experience. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to know my constitution? Yeah. Too, how, how much mana you my, have? My strength. Yeah. So I, I remember thinking then, "Fuck you, dude." Because <laughs> if if there would have been somewhere, if I would have known when I was eighteen or nineteen, whenever I was fucking homeless, that I could have gone to a church and like had a warm meal and slept somewhere, I could be in by ten p.m. I cannot drink. <laughs> I didn't have money to drink anyway, but it was kind of like, mm, I'm losing some, uh, I'm losing some fucking, uh, sympathy for you. And then I had a conversation with a guy out here, basically the exact same thing, you know, like didn't want to, didn't want to have to live by the rules. Okay. Well, I got nothing for you, but then you see the dudes that are, um, yeah, you know, mumbling to themselves and they're high as fuck on meth or whatever, self-medicating. And I feel bad for those folks, right? But nobody wants to nobody wants to put more money into like uh, you know, mental health services and things like that. Now, admittedly, what was it? A couple of years ago, there was a something on the ballots about um uh homeless. They 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 wanted to put more money into one of the systems. I don't even remember. And I voted against it and I got into it with somebody. They heard me, they overheard me say that <laughs> and they fucking like lit me up. And I said, listen, man, um, these, these systems aren't working. Like I'm, I'm cool with welfare. I was on welfare. Um, I, I got my CDL through a welfare program, um, and, and went and drove truck and fucking made money and had an apartment. So, I mean, it worked, it did exactly what it was supposed to do. So I'm cool with giving back to that. I'm, I'm cool with giving to charities and things like that, but I'm tired of giving to government programs that, that, that just fail that just, you know, they're like, Hey, we need $8 billion and we're going to fix homeless everywhere. So they get $8 billion homeless persists the next year. They're like, Oh, we're totally broke. We're totally broke. And we need more money. What the fuck did you do with the other 8 billion? They um, built a bunch of homeless shelters that are that are empty because are, no one will go there. Because no one right. will go there, right? You can't we've, do drugs there, right? <laughs> we've had like, this sorry, discussion man. a couple of times before, um, but it's like I, I I still go with my idea of if you want to solve homelessness, you have to bring in an economist. You have to. That there's there's no way around it because. Regardless of if you were subsidizing it via tax dollars, donations, anything else, it, it, and even if you're not paying anything, homeless still costs you through similar channels. Because let's say, for instance, you have a homeless person who things get really bad outside, but they don't want to go to one of the cold shelters. So instead of that, they go to an emergency room. Well, they go to an emergency room, they have no ability to pay. That affects what the hospitals charge, that affects what insurance charges, the whole nine yards. Let's say the cops swing by and 
you've got somebody with mental health issues and they're starting up some shit and it's like the cops aren't, um, you know, psychiatrists by any stretch of the imagination and they're not going to solve that problem there. They're going to do what cops are designed to do. They're going to arrest that person. They're going to carry them to jail and it's going to cost you tax dollars that way. Now, Mm -hmm. Any of the above, those are terribly expensive options. It is, uh, it would literally be cheaper uh, as far as like, you know, if, if, if your options are jail or what have you, well, if it costs more uh, than, you know, 30, 40, 50, $60,000 to keep someone in a prison you're still giving them tax dollars. You would be better off to pay that motherfucker a $24,000 a year salary, you know, uh, minimum living, whatever expense and put him up uh, in a hotel room than you would be to put that person in jail. You're paying for it. You're just paying for it in a different way. That's why I've always said you need an economist to come in Establish the true cost Mm -hmm. of not doing anything the way that it is now and say, okay, this is what it costs us not to do anything. You need that number. And then you can say, okay, now that we know what that number is, if we spend up, you know, up to below whatever else that number and can get a better outcome, why in the name of Zeus's butthole would you not do it? Well, and again, it, it boils down to um, the recipients, you know, your homeless, actually wanting the help, accepting the help, depending on whatever that help is, right? Oh, I get it. There, um, there are definitely people that they're not going to take it. Right. Yeah. They're just, and then the other one is the, 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 those that have mental health issues that don't know any better. Like they don't, you know, pigeon, uh, birds aren't real, earth's flat, fucking etc. And yes, the hard R's, the hard R's. And they just, they don't know any better. Um, I believe that there should be some, and this is going to sound strange coming from me, but I think that they're, I think they should bring back the old, uh, you know, 24 hour psych hold. Right. And if there's a dude standing naked on the street screaming about birds aren't real, I feel like you should be able to evaluate him for about 48 hours because a little bit of lithium and the right fucking medication, you might have a a decent law abiding tax paying fucking citizen on your hands six months later. Um, So have you heard of the uh, I think it's called the star program in Denver. It might just be downtown area. Basically. In non-violent 911 calls, they'll dispatch police, but they'll also dispatch like a mental Therapist. health specialist. Yeah. Yeah, behavioral health. And from what I understand, that's been pretty successful as to getting the people help and de-escalate a lot less issues with, you know, sentencing them to jail time. Yeah. Or violence or death. So hear me out. Hear me out. Positive outcome. So I think the Bible Belt has this problem pretty much fixed. So if, if the cops show up and someone's having a mental health episode, they just shoot them and kill them. And then it's very cheap to uh, take care of it from that point on. Cause then they're, they're not having any more mental health issues. I don't know yeah, no Aurora money has that big of a jurisdiction yeah. area, but okay. yeah. <laughs> never a wrongful death lawsuit comes out of that shit. <laughs> no, well, the lawsuits come out, just nothing ever happens with them. And I actually didn't know that they had enacted that. I knew that there was talk of it and I was a huge fucking proponent of that. Um, the star program, because one cops. Listen, I'm not a huge fan of cops. Um, I, I think that is another fucking organization that's been tainted terribly over the last 20, 30, 40 years. I think, I think there was a time when people became cops because they want to do good, you know, and I don't believe that anymore. I think people do it because they like power. They like influence. Um, they have anger management issues and they kind of look for that now. But I will say this, 
cops are not taught how to de-escalate. They're really not. And they're certainly not taught how to deal with mental health issues. They're not taught a... They're not taught much at all. Much of anything, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, not, not a not a slide against them. That's just how it no, is. No, I mean, if you look at if um, if you look at the training that it takes to become a cop in the United States versus some other countries, and then you look at the shootings by cops, there is a definite quantitative scale there. I think it's like the it's Netherlands. Like, you have to go for like four years to become a cop, and they have I mean, like back almost, home. It was pretty much you pass some basic classroom public, time. Yeah. And, and then do like the public physical test. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yep. And at most, <laughs> most places want a two year, uh, you know, associate's degree for criminology or something. So the, the bar is low, right? So point Depends is on where you go. Cause you can, you, you remember Brookside, Alabama, right? Mm-hmm. Brookside, Alabama, terribly small town. About all you need to be, needed to be a cop there was a driver's license and a fairly <laughs> clean criminal record. Fairly clean, right? <laughs> exactly. So uh, if you had those two things, because, you know, and it, 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 it's, it's all about location. You know, if you want to be a cop in Los Angeles, it's sure. going to be a lot harder to be a cop in Los Angeles right. than it is to be a cop in Brookside. Now, what winds, what can happen with some of that stuff is, um, you know, you, you've you got law enforcement degrees in the whole nine yards. There's lots of training that goes along with that. But also on-the-job training counts just like years mm. of college or classes gotcha. yeah. or anything else. So, and while I'm not saying this is large scale, you could have somebody that turns around and goes to Brookside, Alabama, and all they do is, you know, do what Brookside does, write mm-hmm. tickets and raise hell. Right. And, do that for a couple know, of years. Do that for a few years, and then you transfer into another department. Yeah. And, you know, you've never had any real training other than pulling people over and writing tickets. So now right. you've got a guy who's sort of in a bad position because, you know, uh, you know, uh, a lot of things are expected of police officers, but Mm -hmm. what, what you would really want is some, uh, for a law enforcement officer to have is a basic competency of the law. And there's more than a few out there who they know the traffic laws fairly well. And once you get outside of that, they're gone. Yeah. Now, yeah. I'm not saying they need a law, law library. No, you need to, if you're, if you are enforcing a law, you need to understand that law because you cannot enforce something that you do not have a grasp of, right? You, it, it, it just, that doesn't work out well. And so to, my point was that they, I think they should continue to do the, the the social worker thing because they come in different. They don't come in as hot as cops, right? And get to work out here and all that stuff. Hey, man, what's going on? Like, what? Why? What's going well, what's, on here? Where, where's the what's anger? What's the definition from? of uh, insanity? Doing the same yeah. thing over, over and over, over again? again, expecting different results, right? And that's what we get when we keep sending cops out to some of these things. Um, so I think it's something that more and more. Um, more and more departments should be doing. Um, and I think that it is uh, truly a, a good thing um, because, again, you get to maybe get to the bottom of something and figure out why somebody's in the situation and position that they're in. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I, I, I don't know. There's, I, got, I got theories on the dumbing down of cops, too, on why that, it, that it's being done somewhat on purpose. Um, well, again, the bar is pretty low for entry. Yeah, and and if you if you dumb down your police force and make them just basically kind of dumb stormtroopers, they do what you tell them to do, right? And then yeah, you like get, some and, kind of secret service kind of deal. Call uh, yeah, the SS. yeah, right. Like a like an SS type thing. You know, you could give it an abbreviation. Call it SS. Um, there's, I, I think there's something to that. You don't people don't want cops that go, Hey man, you know, morally, this is kind of objectionable, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, but you know, 
what are you going to do? I, I, I still like my privatization idea. Um, like I said, for some reason that, that petrifies people. Um, and I, I, I think that's part of the problem. Um, and you've got the bootlickers out there too. The people just like, you know, all police are good. All firemen are good. Blue line. Right. And I'm like, come on, man. I've just, I've seen too much. And, and I don't think all cops are pricks. I don't, but I think there's more shitty cops than good cops. I really do. Yes, I do think that. Nor do I, but I think there should be a, some kind of barrier of entry to weed those types of people out. Absolutely. Well, well, yeah, you know, I don't think that there are a lot of, I don't think every cop is shitty, but there's no way to weed out the shitty ones. No. And if there's, if the majority of them are shitty, you kind of become shitty by default because you can't, you can't turn on a, sh- if you're a good cop and this guy's a shitty cop, there's nothing a good cop can do about that because that's yeah, a great way. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to be in a building pinned down and everyone going, hey, did you hear anything on the radio? Oh, I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> you know, so I get it. And, and I have, I have read, you know, documentary yeah, documentaries and things like that of people going, you know, yeah, I, this cop was, was dirty as fuck, but you know, who was I going to tell? And if I did tell anybody, this was like a NYPD. He's like, if I did tell anybody, it was only a matter of time until I needed backup one night and everyone would just fucking turn their head and I'd wind up dead, you know? So I get that. Uh, well, you know, I, I mean, it's like anyway. any, anybody that doubts, I mean, because there's a lot of scenarios that play out, not, you know, uh, every individual is different and you're going to have slight variations in the whole nine yards. But depending upon how you set up the rules of the game, you set up the rules of the game a certain way, you're going to wind up with the same outcomes. And the way everything is set up now, I would say, um, you know, nice try version 1.0, we need some revisions. Um, All you have to do is turn around and look at the Stanford experiment where they recruited a shitload of uh, college students and they decided they were going to create a jail atmosphere. They, They picked prisoners, they picked guards, and those people fell into those roles so damn well and so yeah. damn cruelly that they shut that shit down and have not even attempted to repeat any of that crap since. And it was all about you took a person who was otherwise good, put them in this scenario to play this role, set up these rules a certain way. There was only going to be one outcome. And right now, it's, you know, we've got a really weird scenario. And I'm not smart enough uh, that, you know, I'm going to sit here and tell you that I've got this big answer in my back pocket that's going to solve it all. I'm not that guy. Uh, You're talking about something that's going to need years of study and a complete overhaul. But, I've you know, I'm of the firm opinion that you don't need an armed response for every thing. Right. And they roll up and, you know, I used to joke about how Broomfield had that armored personnel carrier, you know, with the, the back drops open and, and all that. And um, there was a, like a hostage situation in one of the apartment complexes that I lived in, I guess. And uh, I was leaving and here's this motherfucker and they're all in tactical gear and they're like, get, out, get to the left and Calm the fuck down, dude. I'm I'm in a fucking Hyundai and I'm leaving. I'm nowhere near the apartment you're at. Oh, honey. honey no. <laughs> Number two, um, if if you've got a person that is like you know psychiatrically having a problem, and he's got someone pinned down, and then you come up with a fucking uh, uh, you know armored troop carrier, and your guys are rolling out like they're ready for Fallujah. And, you know, tell me how that puts anyone at ease and makes them think that, okay, maybe I should back up here and, and punt and, and try this a little bit differently. You know, that's where like that star program comes in and you get someone that comes up and says, Hey, listen, man, you know, I'm a, I'm a therapist. 
what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So that was one of the big things I had issues with back in Georgia when I lived in rural Georgia, to say the least. I think the town had a population of maybe <laughs> 3,000, and that was pushing yeah. it. Yeah. But the way the uh, budgeting was, the police there had, I don't know, three, four military-grade Hummers. Uh-huh. They had the riot gear. They had the gas masks and all the crowd control shit. I'm just sitting there thinking, like, you had all this money and you couldn't put it towards, I don't know, the crippling meth problem you have here going on? I don't know. Right, right. Maybe all the elderly people that can't afford to fucking live in their own house because taxes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, at least we got some Hummers to protect from Al-Qaeda invading and (laughs) bumfuck nowhere Georgia. Cool. That's great. Yeah, that's... And and I was a big uh, proponent of the whole defund the police, man. And oh my God, that got me so much hate. And it was like, listen, I'm not saying cut their salaries, right? I'm not saying cut their salaries. Hell, hire more cops. What I'm saying is, is right. They don't need, they don't need the same gear that you need in Iraq. That's all I'm saying. You don't need Hummers. You don't need um, battle fucking vehicles and, and all that stuff. I don't know. They might have to fight Al Qaeda someday. Al Qaeda, or Gravy Seals. Gravy. Oh, speaking seals. of which, have you guys seen that damn? The, there's a movie trailer where fucking calif. Now it, it's like I like where this is going. But go on. I can buy all of this as far as like this shit actually going down. But the but thing I, that I can't buy is California and it. Texas. Okay, bonding together. That. I'm going to explain it. Here's how money. If you, if, if California and Texas were to, um, create an alliance, right. Uh, you're going to control, uh, what third of the, the coastline, maybe more. Um, and your in your population. Now the hard part to, to wrap your head around would be the politics, right? Cause you've got completely different politics. However, if you were in a civil war situation, your politics would change very quickly because people would no longer worry about what your fucking pronouns are, right? People, excuse me, sir, my pronoun, shut up, grab a gun. <laughs> you know, it's going to change uh, things. But we were talking about that at work one day about um, California. Yeah, it's like this whole movie is believable except for California and Texas. Now, at the same time, the movie may explain how it happens too. You know what I mean? But I would say it's a, an uneasy treaty or whatever you want to call it. Um, but to me, it would be because of, of gross income or, or um, not gross income. It's the fucking word that I'm looking for. Um, Wait, what's the premise of, G- of this movie? GDP. It's called Civil War. GDP, right? You're, yeah, not the shitty yeah, Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah, the goddamn production. <laughs> yeah, you'd have you'd have a lot of GDP right there, and then somebody was like, "Yeah, but you have Arizona and all that." I'm like, "It's fucking desert. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what what's like Arizona going to do." California, like Texas premise. decide to take it. Hmm. So California, what's the what, what's the so premise? the 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 movie is basically if if the United States had a second civil war, right? And um, you've got like the Midwest. I think Colorado is like on their own. Um, then you've got the East Coast creates their own like group of colonies. And then Texas and California create their own alliance um, and create yeah. their own like country, state, whatever. So and, and, harder, Daddy. And, the, and the funny thing to, to Doug's point, like even even I was reading the comments under one of the, the trailers and that was what everybody said was like, OK, OK, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not saying another civil war couldn't happen, that a lot of this might fucking actually be real. But Texas and, and California, you know, and like the I said, to me, the one first thing that popped up was GDP. The one thing that they would have in common. And here, here, here's one thing that rings true. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of one of those, this is the way the rules are set up things. Like if you live in Alabama, 
for every dollar that gets paid to the federal government in taxes that comes out of Alabama, the federal government is spending about a buck twenty-five, a buck forty in mm-hmm. Alabama. Larger states like California and Texas, for every dollar they send to the federal government, they may see eighty-six cents back, mm-hmm. seventy-four cents back. <clears throat> right. So for them, I could see where if you were looking at it from a purely financial basis, Mm -hmm. we could do more with our keeping our own damn money here. I could buy that. Right. And Texas, you know, Texas and California both have oil. Um, So again, like like you said, it would be about money. It wouldn't be about politics and it would even potentially be uneasy. Um, But all you have to do is keep each other's back safe. And again, you've got, you got money. And, and I, and, and like I said, I think you would see if you did have a civil war, right. Which I I think is potential in the United States, maybe in my lifetime, um, your, your liberal States, your liberal areas aren't going to fare well. They're just not, I mean, and that's not me (laughs) shitting on liberals. I'm just saying, take your, take your fucking pronouns and, and try to figure out how to you know, make it if, well, it's more about (laughs) if the federal government isn't a thing because everyone's fighting, then where do the liberal cities get all their funding from at that point? Right. That's what I mean. You're going to figure out how to, how to get basic fucking necessities. And because, right. Because the feds aren't giving it to you anymore and, you know, say what you will. And I, and I, (laughs) Doug was, Doug was teasing me the other day. What do you, what do you call it? Um, the first signs of becoming a Republican no, <laughs> something like that. Sympt- symptoms of early onset Republican. And I was like, man, I know, I know what I sound like. Um, and, and, and I, I get it, but I do still believe I'm very balanced um, compared to, to a lot of people, but man, I'm just, some of the shit I'm seeing these days, I'm just getting tired of it. It's like, man, I want everybody to have equal rights and I don't care what your pronouns are and I don't care what you do with your dick or vagina or whatever. And, and, you know, but you do with your body and everything. Um, but stop spending my money on stupid shit. Stop begging the federal government to get bigger and and make more decisions for us. You know, stop. Um, that's all. Stop it. That's going to be my platform. Robbie. It's going to be my platform. I'm going to run for president. My platform's going to be stop it. Quit. That's creepy. Jeff intensifies. <laughs> I, I, I think this podcast is ensured that you will never run nor be president. <laughs> hey man, with some of the shit, some of these dudes have done, I feel like this, I mean, well, this is not, you know, this is not Epstein true. level. This is yeah, not Epstein think, level. I well, you did could shoot a person on 16th street mall and nobody care. Well, it's 16th Street Mall too. So, but uh, hey, on that note, um, I'm gonna go make my dog go outside and poop, and then I'm gonna come back in here, and uh, I'm gonna load up ready or not, and uh, we're gonna go after Hans Gruber. Where do you euphemism about you? Do you? Hey, man. Ready or not, here we come. Eggplant. Eggplant emoji. Eggplant emoji. Meet Steve.